5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 24 minutes to 9. Geez, we've got a lot of texts this morning from people that love the John Blake segment before 8 o'clock. Clearly a lot of people took issue with that advertisement that had the perhaps unnecessary French accent voiceover and his version of it. Um, really, He's done him a favour. He, he has. He tickled a lot of people's fancy because a lot of people are very impressed with it. We'll put it up on the 5AA Facebook page and you'll be able to hear it a little bit later. Speaking of later, in the next 10 minutes, you'll hear some more from John Blake when we go behind closed doors. We started the show this morning talking about uh, some of the big local stories and one of those included a new process to tackle ramping up to 200 people a day who call an ambulance for non-life-threatening issues will be re- redirected to other services uh, in what the SA Ambulance Service are saying is the biggest move yet to try and combat ramping. About two-thirds of cases which end up waiting in hospital car park ramps are what they consider low-urgency cases. David Place is the CEO of the SA Ambulance Service. David, good morning to you. Morning to you. I guess the obvious question is, how do you determine what's low urgency? So maybe best if I take you through a couple of cases. If someone rang triple zero and said they were having chest pain, they would immediately be, uh, we'd have an ambulance dispatch them immediately. If a patient rang up and said, oh, look, I've hurt my knee last night and I can't walk, those sort of uh, people, obviously low acuity, they don't really need, they probably need some care, but they probably don't need an ambulance under red lights and sirens conditions. So they would be put into this new uh, clinical telephone assessment uh, process where we have an experienced paramedic would then talk that person through. Now, if that, young, if that was a young person with a knee injury last night, we're probably recommending they go to their GP or um, other facility to have that looked at. But in an elderly person, that can become more complex because it could be, why did you fall in the first place? That could be cardiac-related um, circulation problems, diabetes, and sometimes all of those conditions together. So this emerging cohort, there's about 40% of our patients that are complex, um, not urgent, but do need care. So this new process allows them to speak uh, to a, a, one of our experienced paramedics with some supporting software programs that are used in other, other states and in New Zealand to talk that person through so we can try and navigate them to the right outcome for that person, which ideally would not be an ED, but if they need to go to an ED, that's, we'll send an ambulance and take them there. Time will still be of the essence, though, during these calls, won't it, David? So how do you make sure that the process is, is, is swift and, and, you know, you, we don't want to... I presume it's not sort of... We're joking before, you know, press one if you've got chest pain. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not at all, David. Mm. Um, so the so the call taker, will, so the call the caller will ring triple zero instantly within two or three questions. We ascertain as we do every day if this is an emergency. Bang, an ambulance is sent uh, straight away, and then the call taker stays with that caller and talks them through more details and then provides first aid if they require. At the point in the questioning, we realise this may not be an emergency. Then it will be immediately handed over um, to a paramedic so the call is still on the line and that court the paramedic then talks that person through this process that i've just talked about before david the way you describe it makes it seem painfully obvious as, as a measure to introduce why hasn't it been done to this point we we have been doing this in a more informal way and um, what we're doing here is scaling this up with extra resources and a more robust system so we can increase the volume significantly this um 
it, it, I know this sounds simple, but um, when you ring triple zero, we need to make sure we get it right every time. So there's a lot of work, a lot of clinical governance, a lot of thinking has gone into this. So to this point in time, you, you're, the operators would always err on the side of caution. If they weren't, if they didn't have time, or they, perhaps they couldn't do as, be as investigative as they wanted, they would say, oh, "We'll just dispatch the ambulance." Whereas you're saying now they're going to be in a better position to take more time and make the assessment themselves. Yes, I mean the first couple of questions that paramedic uh, that's, that's taken the triple zero call from the original call taker, they can determine very quickly too if this is an emergency and then bang, there'll just be an ambulance sent. There'll be pretty much no time lost at all. Is one of the biggest difficulties or challenges with this, David, in terms of its implementation, um, basic human behaviour? Because the example that you used, and it was one that made perfect sense to me, the young person um, who had maybe broken their knee or something is clearly not going to kill them. But how does the telephone operator have that conversation with the person who may well be completely hysterical, lying there on the floor, holding their mobile in one hand, going, I feel like I'm going to die, you've got to come, you've got to come, and they've got to break the news gently in, in a roundabout sort of way, you, you know, harden up. <laughs> uh, David, in that scenario, if the patient's in extreme pain and we're not sure, we'd send an ambulance straight okay. away. Yeah right. Okay. Will this end ramping? I, look, I, ramping is a ramping is a, a a consequence of patient flow. That when it doesn't work, what we are responsible for, I guess, is you know people either walk into an emergency department or we take about uh, a third of the uh, ED patients come in by ambulance. This is going to have a major impact on that on that component of the flow. What happens in the ED and what happens in the wards is another matter. But obviously, if we can take a significant proportion off that ED ramp, this is going to help the ED. It's going to help the back of house. So this is going to be a, a, an improvement for health. The, the other thing it does is also make sure we can free up our emergency ambulance for emergency patients. Mm. <clears throat> well, it sounds like a lot of thought's gone into it and, and it's got merit if it can end ramping and not place anybody in danger. And it sounds like they're the two key drivers of this idea. So, so good luck with it. Thank you very much. David Place, the CEO of the SA Ambulance Service. 8223 0000 is the number. You've heard the idea. What do you think of it? We can text us on the Telstra store, Murray Bridge text line 0448 08 1395.